GameZillaMedia.com. It's time for the last action podcast. Pop quiz, hot shot. Hey, motherfucker. I feel the need. The need for speed. Please, we can kill it. I have come here to chew bubble gum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubble gum. Come with me if you want to live. Welcome to this week's episode of the Last Action Podcast. I am LPJ, and I am joined by a man who likes to rip the flesh off of his face and spit fire at people. <laughs> Hovercraft Joe. I, I am a fan of doing that. Yes, it's true. It's painful, but it, it's it worth is. it. So. It's only when you're drunk and you drink a lot of fireball, though. Well, you got to be careful that there's somebody who doesn't have a shield, and they're going to deflect it back at you. So, mm-hmm. I mean, like... Which is why, which you, is why Tush is never around when you yeah, do you, that. He's always, said, he literally always has a shield with him. I almost guarantee that Tush owns a shield. So I, I don't know for certain, but I, I feel like it's probably true. I bet he doesn't does. everybody though. See, you'd think, but I actually I don't have one, which is surprising considering I have children that throw things at me. You have a you have a shield on your leg though. I do, I do. I have a tattoo of a shield on my leg. That's you know what? That's fair. That counts. That counts. Uh, as you can tell, I have uh, we have a special guest here, the person who has probably podcasted with me the fourth most in the world. Wow, isn't that crazy? <laughs> For as many people who have podcasted with me, the only person that have the only there's only maybe three people who have spent more time on on can on, on mic with me than this man than Metric. Oh, I, I'm I'm sorry that didn't come across. My wow was sarcastic. Oh. <laughs> Now, now I feel very distinguished, and I don't know if I can live up to that. I was, I was just telling these guys I had a full blown panic attack five seconds or five minutes before we started recording, because I'm pulling up IMDb and, and Wikipedia just to have in front of me for for the movie, and I'm like, wait, there was a 2021 Mortal Kombat. That's not the one we're doing, is it? I, I'm gonna have to fake my way through this movie. Um, that probably would have been great. Had we've always we've already, we've talked many times about someone watching the wrong movie, and it would be great. But um, we covered that. No, one. We, we covered the we covered. We the, already uh, covered that one. We covered that one. So, um, but yes, we are talking about uh, Mortal Kombat uh, tonight. Today, I always say tonight. I know it's tonight. But, it's hmm. fine. Yeah, it's tonight. We're talking it's about tonight, tonight somewhere. Sure. Yeah. True, it's true. Uh, we're talking about uh, 1995 Mortal Kombat, and no, it's not the start of Video Game Month Part Two. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know why we didn't cover this in actual Video Game Month. Because but, um, we got suckered into covering some other movies. Um, I don't even remember what we covered. Uh, Shitty Mar- Mario yeah. Brothers, Street Fighter, yeah, Resident Evil, yeah. Oh, and Double Dragon. And Double Dragon. <laughs> Double Dragon was bad. I mean, I mean a lot Resident of them Evil. Were... Resident Evil is almost a real movie. I yeah, like that, Resident Evil. Re- Resident <laughs> Evil was, I mean, the best of the bunch, kind of by default, but also because it wasn't absolutely terrible. So, um, but anyways, so uh, Mortal Kombat is released on July thirteenth, nineteen ninety five. I'll, I'll kind of talk first. I, I don't. And LPJ loves to always say, like, we saw this in the theaters. I don't remember seeing this in the theaters. Um, I don't know when the first time I saw this was. I feel like I didn't see this movie till like, years after it was actually released. Um, 
but I feel like it's weird. It's a movie I maybe had seen once since it came out, but maybe in the past like three or four years, I've watched it like four times. So, but um, and as far as the video game goes, I mean, I I never owned any Mortal Kombat's. Um, I mean, I remember playing it in like an arcade occasionally, and I have like this vivid memory LPJ of playing it. The one time I think it was over at uh, one of our uh, childhood friends Matt Lawson's house, like playing yeah. Mortal Kombat in his room on yeah. the Sega Genesis. Um, but, but other than that, like I, I, I not like a huge Mortal Kombat video guy, video game guy, and you know the movies, obviously, you know. So, anyways, what about you, LPJ? Um, yeah, I didn't see this in the theater. I do have a, I do have a memory of one of our friends seeing it in the theater. I'm fairly certain our friend Jeff skipped school to go see this <laughs> opening day. Nice. Um, but no, I did not see it in the theater. Uh, I did see it pretty much as soon as it came out on VHS. Like I rented it right away. Um, and I've seen it, I don't know, half a dozen times since then. Like I watch it every one. If it's on TV, I'll at least watch part of it. I, I will. I do want to uh, add an uh, amendment. Uh, amendment. Addendum. I, I combined two you words did. that would have worked into a word that doesn't exist. Um, that uh, I was annoyed because this movie is like perpetually on uh, Max, uh-huh. and then I go to, I go to watch it for the podcast, and it is not on Max. Um, but however, it uh, my rule, uh, you know, my rule on Amazon, it was yep. like two ninety nine to rent or like four ninety nine to buy. So I just bought it. So now now I own it. So anyway, sorry. It's a good rule. It's a good rule. That is a good rule. All right, Matrick, what is your history with this movie and, and maybe Mortal Kombat in general? So I also did not see this in theaters. I'm assuming because my mom felt like she would look like a terrible mother taking a 10-year-old to go see Mortal Kombat <laughs> yeah, there is that. Uh, along with my like seven-year-old brothers. Uh, so I saw it pretty much as soon as it came to video. We rented this and there was like an animated Mortal Kombat movie that yes. was absolutely abysmal. I think it had like maybe a few dozen frames of animation that they just played over and over again. I mostly just remember Johnny Cage <laughs> backing up. I swear that was like half the movie. Yeah. Uh, then, but then we also, you know, rented rented this and, and saw that. Uh, one thing I, I mostly remember about the movie was the the song, the Mortal Kombat song. My my parents took us to a circus, and the only thing I remember is at some point they were doing something, and they played that song, and there were kids like a couple rows in front of us, and they're like, "Oh my god, it's Mortal Kombat." And it was like the Nintendo 64 kid meme, but with Mortal Kombat. And the only thing about the circus I remember was was that uh, I didn't play too much of the game, only because fighting Xander ruined fighting games for me because he was godlike and he was the only person near me who played them. He's a dick. I hate it. I cannot stand playing fighting games against Xander because like he, he doesn't even try to go easy on people. And he doesn't even pretend that he's trying to go easy on people. He just beats the shit out of everybody. It sucks. I played him. It was at, um, where were we? I don't know if it was my brother's bachelor party or what we were doing. But we were at a barcade. And I'm like, oh, I'll play I'll play some Street Fighter. And then Xander walks up. And he's like, hey, can I, can I get in? You know, and I'm like, all right, fine. And then he just... He sat that one. He one quartered the game for the next three hours, 
Did he yell at you? Because did he yell at you because you mispronounced Zangief's name? Because I remember that happened in the Street yeah. Fighter episode. No, no, he did, he didn't say anything to me. He just literally oh. stood there, beat me, and then I walked away. And then he stood there playing silently against anybody who would walk up. <laughs> yeah, that's basically my childhood. Yeah. <laughs> He's the worst. Um, I didn't play too much of the game. I did the second one I played quite a bit because we got that on, on Game Boy and I was thankfully young enough not to realize that the game ran at like 10 frames per second yeah. and it was awful to play on the Game Boy. Yeah, I can't imagine what that... Because I never played it on Game Boy, but I can't imagine... Would That would have been Advance? No, it was like OG Like Game original? Boy. Was it Game Color? No. Wow, well, I can't even wild. imagine how to play that there with two buttons. Yeah, it was that was rough. <laughs> um, okay, let's let's talk about some of the numbers for uh, this movie. Uh, it has a budget of twenty million dollars, uh, a domestic gross of seventy, and a worldwide of hundred and twenty-two million dollars. So big success. Uh, I guess no surprise that they made a sequel. Which I kind of wish we were talking about the sequel because that movie's like a uh, dumpster fire oh, and a half. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad. I read it when that movie came out. I read it and I'm like, all right, well, the first one was good. This one I heard isn't very good, but it can't be. It can't be that bad. It was. That's yeah, so that bad. one I saw in theaters and, and regretted. It was it's, terrible. Oh, it was so terrible. Bad. It, it's so bad. But I promise you this. We'll, we'll cover it on the podcast before the podcast ends. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. The uh, Rotten Tomatoes for this is a surprising, as far as I'm concerned, 47%. Oh, that's uh, you wouldn't think that's pretty good. And it's much higher than the uh, 9%, uh, no matter what the glitch says, that Beverly Hills Cop uh, 3 got. Uh, and the audience score is 57%, which is actually maybe a little bit lower, but maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like that's low. I, I like this movie, I think gained traction over time you know what i mean and i'm willing to bet that 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 gross that it has in there that's just the release of the movie i bet this movie did really really well on home release it could be uh okay top grossing movies of 1995 uh number one is toy story uh number two is the movie we have covered on this podcast batman forever and number three is apollo 13 this movie, Mortal Kombat, comes in 22nd in the domestic box office in 1995. Other movies we have covered from 1995 on this podcast are number 10, Die Hard with a Vengeance, number 22, uh, sorry, 25, Heat, number 27, Bad Boys, number 45, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, number 52, Judge Dredd, number 66, Desperado, and number 81, Sudden Death. So... Wow, there's a lot of movies on that list I didn't realize were all 95. Um, like in my brain, I I don't I can't grasp the fact that this movie and like Apollo 13 came out in the same year. It's and it Batman. Is, and Batman yeah. Forever, yeah. It is weird sometimes to like you you don't think about that. You think about movies and then you see them all lined up and you're like, dang, those all came out like the same year. Um, I always just look at it and like, dang, how have we done so many movies from the <laughs> right. same year? I mean, it was Joe, we've been doing this for over five years now. We're we're recording another episode after this tonight, and it was the same thing. I was yeah. like, dang it. I was like, we've done so many like, movies. But... Like, by the way, this is episode just regular, like regular mainline episodes. This is 249. 249. I'm, I'm just the, I'm... ahead of Legend of Retro. Well, that's that's kind of the thing. 
Uh, they did 269 episodes. We are 100% going to do 270 at least, but probably 300. I feel like, uh, I'm just saying this on the air, we should try and get as many Legend of Retro guys on episode 270 we as should. we possibly can. You know what we should do as a joke? Just do an episode of the Legend of Retro for 270. I think, uh, I, ooh, you know what? Never mind. I have a thought on that, but let's, I, I'm like... I know what they probably don't listen, but actually I think the glitch does listen. So I don't want, I don't want to, you know, like let's, let's keep it, you know, we don't want them to hear if we have some good plans. Um, okay. Let's talk about the cast of this movie. Um, this is all I got for you. So you're going to do some heavy lifting here. Uh, LBJ, uh, Christopher Lambert. Okay. Who's not dead. I thought maybe he was dead. No, he's just uh, old. He's not dead. Uh, and then uh, Brigitte Wilson. It says Brigitte Wilson Sampras, but I feel like they're not married anymore. So maybe uh, they are. I don't know if they are. I don't know. Uh, I'll look it up. Let's see. Nope, still married. Okay, all right. Well, there you go. Um, <laughs> and then I feel like Talis Soto. Like I kind of remember. Yeah. Yeah. Kinda, she's in. She's, uh, she's in um, uh, the Bond movie. Um, Goldeneye. No, she's not lie. She's in uh, License to Kill. Oh, that's right. License to Kill. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Um, okay, that, that's all I got. Uh, like Trevor Goddard, the guy that plays Kano, he's but he's in he's been in a lot of TV shows. He's in he was in Jag. Um, <laughs> if you're keeping track, 249 episodes, the first Jag reference. Sure. Uh, Kerry uh, Hiroyuki Tagawa, he is maybe the most famous Japanese actor to appear in like American movies. Cause he's kind of in everything. Like if they need, if they need a, uh, an Asian actor, they throw him in it. Um, so like he's in planet of the apes, he's in Pearl Harbor. He's in uh showdown, little Tokyo. He's in, if you've ever seen a uh, man in the high castle, he's really, really good in man in the high castle, the TV show. Um, he plays Shanks on obviously. Um, I didn't realize he's still voicing Shang Tsung. Yeah, that's just kind of his thing. Yeah, he still has the voice for Shang Tsung. Uh, and they just released a skin of him in uh, one of the more recent Mortal Kombat games. So he's like, it's his his depiction of Shang Tsung in the game. Oh, that's um, cool. Who else? Uh, Peter Jason makes kind of a quick cameo. He's, uh, he's Johnny Cage's sensei. So he's a character actor that's in a bunch of things. Um, other than that, the only other people of note are the guy that played Scorpion, Chris Casamassa. He's a, uh, famous, um, martial artist who is in, you remember the show, um, WMAC masters. <laughs> he was yes, one of the main I... characters in WMAC masters as was, um, the, uh, the, there's the guy with the long hair that fights with the stick, the staff against, uh, yeah, against, uh, he, that's, um, Oh, I can't think of his name now. Uh, but he was also in WMAC Masters as well. I feel like surprisingly WMAC Masters have actually come up quite a few it times. It has. On it the comes up a lot. And I, I feel like whenever I watch this movie, I think of that show. Yes. Because uh, I feel like they have a very similar vibe. I think they were on around the same time. Can you watch? I wonder if old episodes or if episodes of WMAC Masters are like somewhere on YouTube, if I could like pull one up and watch yeah, it. Yeah, I'm sure they are. 
I haven't looked in a while. What I did, what was interesting about watching this movie, is because you're right, I went to HBO first to figure out, I went to Max first, he was on there. And, you know, you search Mortal Kombat, the first thing that comes up is the TV show Mortal Kombat Conquest. Yeah, I saw I saw that was on HBO Max. I or started watching yeah. an episode of it. I saw it. I was like, how is this like 22 episodes? Yeah. I was baffled. Well, it was, they played it after, um, it was like 98, and they played it after uh, WCW Nitro. Oh, okay. So I'd always watch it right after I'd watch wrestling. It, uh, I don't oh, want to. Right. right? I don't want. I don't want to open this rabbit hole or the, the uh, this wormhole. But like, does does it have? Does it share any continuity with the film, or is it yeah. like its own? It takes place hundreds of years before, but it's it's sort of a sequel. It's a prequel to this, like the lead up. Yeah. Yeah, it's the prequel to this. So there's like they mention. Um, uh, uh, What's his name? Um, who's the guy with the 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 hat? I can't think of something. His name. Something Kung Lao. Kung Lao. Yeah, it's all about <laughs> Kung Lao. And uh, so they mentioned Kung Lao in this movie, and then all the lead up with Kung Lao is in Conquest. I think Kung Lao was in the twenty twenty one one, right? Yeah, yeah. He's the guy with uh, the razor hat. He throws it, and it, you know, odd jobs people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, I got, I got, <laughs> I was a little worried. I, I didn't think I was going to have any net worth really for you guys. <laughs> Did you think that's, everyone was dead? <laughs> well, that's when I thought, Chris, that's when I thought Christopher Lambert was dead. So I was like, am I just going to have Brigitte Wilson? But I have two for you. So let's start, uh, with, uh, Brigitte Wilson. Uh, she's got that sweet, sweet Billy Madison money matrix. What do you think for Brigitte Wilson? I'm going to say... Do you, can you, first of all, can you think of anything else she's in? Without no. Looking it up. Okay. <laughs> like, no. Uh, I'm going to say <laughs> like 15 million. Just okay. As a guess. <laughs> LPJ? She's got that sweet, sweet, and I did not look this up. Love Bites Money. Um, <laughs> terrible movie. Uh, I'll go, I'm going to go 8 million. Uh, $25 million for wow. the So Wow. That makes yeah, me feel bad. bad for some of the actors that we've talked about before that I thought had a lot more money. That probably should well, have a lot more money. Well, maybe she 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 uh she's a good uh investor, saver. Uh next up, Christopher Lambert. He's got that sweet, sweet Highlander money covered on this very podcast. Go back and listen to it if you haven't. Uh what do you think, LPJ, for Christopher Lambert? He's got that sweet, sweet Beowulf money. Uh I'm gonna was that go- the one that was like kind of like animated, uh-huh. but not? All right. Uh, that the, he that's what he passed up to do for doing the sequel. He uh, passed up the sequel to do Beowulf. Um, oh, and they got Dexter's dad to play uh, yeah. Raiden in the sequel. James yeah. Remar. Uh, I'm gonna go fifteen million. Fifteen million. What do you think, Matrix? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go twenty million because I think is he's still going, isn't he? He's alive. He's old. I thought he was dead. He's not. But you guys both overshot. He has $10 million. Wow. See? I feel, oh. He's one of those guys I thought might have a little bit more. Uh, OBJ, what do you got for us, director, writer-wise? What do you sure. got? Uh, it was written by Kevin Droney, um, but not really written by Kevin Droney. Because uh, the director, Paul, this is Paul W.S. Anderson. So this is the guy that helmed um, all of the Resident Evil movies. Uh, he also did like Event Horizon. He's done a bunch of different like really good action genre movies, um, and he's kind of the go-to low-budget uh, action genre director essentially. Um, 
So and he was, nails it somehow. <laughs> he, he does. And this was his this was his first big movie. Like the only movie he did before this was like a hundred thousand dollar low budget movie, and he had no idea how to film action sequences. He learned that from the guy that played uh, Kung Lao or played Liu Kang. Yeah, I saw that. They, I saw that he he said that he was just like kept making him do like take after take of like the fight scenes, and they were getting like exhausted. <laughs> and he was like, "Hey, this, you can't shoot him like this." So that was funny. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. So Paul W. S. Anderson uh, basically took the they were writing the script on the fly and just let the actors kind of ad lib a lot of their lines. So. It's credited to this Kevin Droney guy who wrote it, but the reality is everybody kind of contributed to it and spit out the script on the spot. I feel like this movie, what maybe, I mean, in in the year before, uh, covered on this very podcast is the Street Fighter movie. And I feel like, listen, we're going to get to our ratings at the end. This movie's not a cinematic masterpiece. But what this movie does better than that one is that it takes the basic idea of the game and turns it into a movie where you're getting a lot of fights, right? Like that's, it's a fighting game. We're going to take the basic idea and turn it, but where the street fighter one just like went fucking out of bounds (laughs) with the idea of the movie. And I think we discussed in the episode, there's not that much actual like fights (laughs) in that movie. So I think that this one did a better job of being like, Okay, like we understand that the video game is like, you know, it, like the plot is the plot, but like they do, I think, a good job in this of turning it into a movie, you know, if that makes sense what I'm saying? It does. Yeah, I think this game, this game is essentially like the plot they give you in the game is essentially like a, um, like an outline for a movie. Like, yeah, it's like a, it would be something you would present to a, f- a film studio and say, hey, I have this idea for a movie. Here's what it is. Well, it, and they say that it was, I, I know they'd say the movie, and I'm sure the game is a little bit is like inspired or like uh, the, the Bruce Lee movie that we covered on here. Um, the one where oh, he goes and, to the, and the dragon. Yeah. Yeah. Like the same kind of idea. Like he right. goes to an island, he fights in a tournament, like so. But anyways, I just I, I didn't know if that was the right time to talk about that. But yeah, that's, no, you're right. That, no, you're absolutely no, I agree. right. I, they they really did a good job capturing the essence of the game, which is kind of remarkable considering the whole thing is just two people fighting and they they still managed to make a pretty good movie out of it. You know, when I went and watched it to kind of prepare for this, I kind of expected to just have it on in the background doing some other things. And no, I sat I watched the whole thing and I'm like this is Mortal Kombat. Right. I mean, my, my biggest nitpick really is just the character costumes, just because you have the Mortal Kombat game and like they're just these iconic looks, like they're very distinct. And they didn't really bring that into the movie, and I can understand why. But I'm especially as through the lens of a kid, like you have these distinct characters. These characters don't really look like that outside of a few of them. So that, that was kind of a letdown, but I, I mean, that's pretty small nitpick. Um, LPJ, are you are you gonna play the Mortal Kombat song? Yeah, I was. I was gonna get to that next. Yeah, you, you kind of you can't not it's like so, it's so amazing. Like, and I and I think you touched on this, uh, uh, Matrix, but it just like it just hypes you up, and it's like I don't know, like it like God love them. They they must have known that they had a, a catchy dude because they play it like eighteen times in the movie. I feel like. Oh yeah. 
Well, we're going that. to make this a thing. Yeah. Well, not only that, it is a thing. Like they play it in sports arenas. They play it everywhere. Like I was talking to my my son today. He's he's 13. He's never played Mortal Kombat. Doesn't really know a lot about it. Never seen the movie. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm doing Mortal Kombat. You know, the, the Mortal Kombat song. He's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm like, bullshit. You know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> and I put it on. And he's like, oh yeah, I hear this all the time. Yeah, I feel like I feel like it's probably a staple of like laser tag. Uh. Oh, hundred percent. Oh yeah. Or like you know, high school high school sporting events or any, everything. It just kind of shows up. Um, yeah. So we'll play it. I don't even know who. It's by the Immortals, apparently. <laughs> I guess. Oh, wait, make sure this is the right. Uh, I didn't play it first. I think this is the right one. All right, here we go. Oh. I like the idea too that it's just basically like techno music with like lines from the game being yelled yeah. in the background. Just some dude yelling Mortal Kombat. And I love the the like the it's names so... of the fighters, like test your might. Yeah. It's just so I don't there's something about that stupid song. Yeah, it hypes you up, that's for sure. Like and, it, and they don't even they don't waste any time. Literally, that's the first like like the movie starts and like the song is going and it's yeah, like before the credits even start, like it's the new line logo starts and then the song starts right there. You don't even see the name of the movie yet. Yeah, then you hear Mortal Kombat. Um okay, you want to hear kind of works. I I think that kind of works with the the game too where you just get thrown in you're fighting so like yeah man movie just throw you throw you right in get you get you pumped up it gets you going is no 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 did not they ever subtle. include the song in subsequent versions of the game i would assume they did right not that i'm aware of i swear it was used like in a commercial <laughs> and yeah. it might have even been before the movie if i remember correctly that they they kind of previewed that in in a commercial for the game maybe I don't know. Either way, it's great. Uh, okay, some uh, taglines. They're n- not great. Um, first one, choose your destiny. Okay? okay. The next one, fight! That's it. <laughs> That's Just it. fight. All caps, exclamation <laughs> point. To the, to the point, though. Yeah, I mean, I guess it is like, you know, when you fight somebody in the game, the, the, the round starts by just the word fight. Fight! Okay, next one. Nothing in this world has prepared you for this. Uh, okay. The next one is combat begins, but it's combat with a K. Of course. It is. Uh, and then we have flawless victory, uh, and then we have test your might, and that's it. Yeah, 
I mean, uh, pretty much all lines from the song. Awesome. <laughs> um, I, I before we get into the plot, I just want to say, like, I guess I, I, you know, there's not a lot of ton of things as far as like research that I want to bring up, but the thing that I I read that blew my mind, and I guess I didn't understand, was that Goru was like an animatronic, <laughs> like a big animatronic that they had to film all the scenes of them in like Los Angeles because it was so like they made it seem like it was so kind of like clumsy and like delicate that they were that they're like well we can't take this over to thailand and it was like really hard to shoot fight scenes for it with it because i thought but i figured it was like a mix of like i don't know what i thought it was if i thought it was like claymation and like a, and i didn't like realize it was a, I, yeah i did not realize it was an animatronic yeah, yeah i never thought about it i thought it was like an actor in some scenes like especially for like the facial expressions and the and the close-ups but yeah that's interesting yeah, it's no, wild. barely. It's just a giant double-decker animatronic <laughs> that sits on a dude's shoulders. And I, I just wanted to ask a question. And, I, and again, I, I, I'm not super familiar with Mortal Kombat as far as the game. But, like, in the game, obviously Goro, Goro is Goro, and he has, like, the four arms. But, like, I feel like in this movie he has such, a like, an elongated torso. <laughs> does he have, like, in the game, does he have a really elongated torso? Does he just have four arms? Yeah, he does. He's taller. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit longer torso. He's definitely, like, one of the taller characters, especially in, the, like, the first game. Yeah. Okay. I mean, okay. you know, imagine he has, like, two sets of shoulders. So it's not like he has, like, you know, a 16-pack. Yeah. You know, they I didn't gotcha. add like extra abs to make him bigger. They just kind of added another set of shoulders. I gotcha. He just seemed like really like his torso was elongated oh, yeah. in this movie. Um, but yeah, no, that blew my mind that he was an animatronic. Uh, I, I, I that was fascinating. Uh, I, I kind of want to see if I can find some like behind the scenes footage yeah. of this Goru animatronic. So, um, but uh, anything else that you guys want to mention specifically before we get into the plot or. Um, see if it shakes out in the wash yeah no i don't have anything specific i'm good okay well let's just get into it and i'm sure everything will come up so uh my first note literally just says best intro ever yep <laughs> because as we talk <laughs> it gets into it and it's just sweet um so then we're like thrown into this fight scene uh what what we'll learn is uh shang sun and uh luke hang's brother i think his name is chan Chan yes. Chan Chan. Yeah. Uh, he's fighting. He's doing a bad job. He gets his spine broke, um, but then like um, he wakes up. And Liu Kang wakes up, and it was like a dream he was having or a vision. I don't know because I guess it happened. So because it ends with like uh, Shang Tsung being like "You're next" or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> so I don't know. I guess it was like a vision dream because it really happened. I do have a question as to why his bedroom was so green. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It reminded me of that episode of um, Seinfeld. Where yeah, with the, with the neon light. With, yeah, the Kenny Rogers roaster yeah. sign, and it's like all red. I know it's like I thought they were gonna pan out. And there was gonna be a big neon green sign, but um, okay. So so yeah, so that that we we find out he he had like a telegram, which is funny because like a telegram. I guess it was ninety five or whatever. But and it was uh, that coming from Thailand too. So. Yeah, this yeah. I was gonna say it came from his temple, so I guess that kind of holds up. That's true. So, he, so his brother was dead, and that's who he saw the vision of. Uh, I next love the we telegram go... too. It's just like Chad is dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> your brother so, is dead. So next, we we cut to uh, Jax and Sonya Blade, and they're in like a like a, I don't know like a heavy metal club going after Kano. 
Um, I, I like the idea that um, Kano has like a like a partially like robot face, um, but they they don't ever did they did they ever explain why he has it? Nope. <laughs> I swear it's explained in game, and I cannot remember off the top of my head. I, also, in that scene. I found it weird that no one in the club is bothered by like all these people running yeah. through with guns and getting shot. And yeah. And like, she's I, like, I, she's like knocking people out with her shotgun <laughs> trying to get out of the way. <laughs> and they're just like listening to that band play. But, um, and, so and Kane, she is hyper aggressive. Yes. She is. Scene. She's got a mat on. Uh, so, so Kano's got a half, it's not even like half robot face. It's like his cheek and his eyeball. <laughs> It kind of looks like, you know, when when the Terminator had gets shot in the face, it has like just the eye showing. Yeah. Um, so, OK, so he's talking to Shang Sun uh, and Shang Sun is like, you got to get Sonya Blade on that boat. Like, that's part of our deal. And he's like, ah, no problem. I'll get it done. Uh, and, and like he chases after. Her. I like that she shoots that guy like point blank with a shotgun, but he's not dead. <laughs> really good body armor. Uh, okay, so then we cut to Johnny no, Cage. Hold on, sorry. Oh. They never really explain why Shang Tsung needs Sonya, do they? They don't uh, outright say it. It kind of comes up towards the... It kind of plays into the ending, so I don't know if we want to go into that. We can. Okay, because I think the idea was that it was a fighter that he could beat. So he's he's kind of setting this up in advance, that he's oh, going to challenge Sonya. got it. Okay. She's going to... Knowing that she'll accept the challenge. Got it, got it, got it. Okay, it wasn't something creepy like, you know, he wanted to make her his bride or something. No. That could fit. Uh, All right. Sorry, uh, I, was re- okay. I was reading a little too much into this very deep movie. Uh, okay, so we're introduced to Johnny Cage. Uh, he's filming a movie. Uh, he he uh, talks to his former sensei, his master. Uh, I guess the big deal is a lot of people think he's a fake uh, but he's actually like a real uh, martial artist and uh, his master's like, hey, go fight in this tournament and that'll show everybody that you're a real fighter. Which is actually the character, this character is based on Jean-Claude Van Damme and that's sort of like was his knock. It's like, oh, he's just a film actor. He's not really a martial artist. When the reality is he's a, he's a pretty good martial artist. I mean, he's not right. great, but he's still pretty good. So he tells him to go fight in the tournament, but it turns out it wasn't actually his master. It was Shang Tsung in disguise. Yep. Um, so then uh, we get Liu Kang going home to like the monastery or whatever temple that he lives at. Um, and, and he's like, I guess like his backstory is like he is the chosen one and they wanted him to prepare to fight in the tournament, but he didn't believe it. So he left to go to America and then like his brother tried to follow in his footsteps and that's why he got killed by Shang Tsung. So now he's back and he's like, Hey, I am going to fight in this tournament, but only to get uh, revenge for my brother. Yep. Uh, and then, Ra- uh, then Raiden shows up, uh, Christopher Lambert. Uh, I love that they don't really explain Raiden at all. They're just like, Oh yeah, it's the, uh, it's the thunder God. You know, he's just, <laughs> uh, I don't know if there's any other gods, but he's the thunder God. He hangs out here all the time. You know, he's Raiden. Yes. Um, so uh, then we cut to Hong Kong where they're getting on this very, very old timey boat to go to the island. 
Um, I, I like that Johnny Cage thinks that uh, Liu Kang is like, I don't know, like a, a servant or something. So he takes one of his suitcases and just throws it in the water. That's pretty funny. Like one of the dock workers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just uh, spends he, some money. And he's like, oh, good thing I didn't ask him to park the car. Uh, <laughs> um, so everyone gets on the boat to uh, sail to the tournament. I like that they had to lure Sonya Blade by like Kano like standing in a doorway and then like walking on the boat. She's like, I'm going to get on that boat. And Jax is like, you better not. Uh, but <laughs> he's like, I'm going to have metal dialogue. He's like, I'm going to have metal arms in the sequel. Uh <laughs> <laughs> um, which is ridiculous too i got a whole another issue with the sequel and it's metal arms so uh okay so then like the scorpion and sub-zero they're hanging out on the boat with shang Tsung, and like he's just kind of like yeah they're like mortal enemies but i brainwashed them into helping me he's like why don't you brainwash more people into helping you also i <laughs> i have a question about the i don't know if this is you know what i'm gonna wait until the tournament starts to ask this question so okay so um so then, Maybe like, way to tease us, Joe. I know <laughs> I, it. We're, it'll it'll be more appropriate then. So so they're there and they kind of acting like they're gonna um, they're gonna fight our heroes. But then Raiden shows up uh, and, and kicks their asses, and he can turn himself into like lightning. I guess uh, it's very thing, confusing because I from the game too. Because I feel like he's like I, I, I don't know. I, I have a, I have a couple questions, but the, now it's not quite the time. Um, <laughs> So then, um, Tezosaurus. I know. Well, one of them's coming up right now. So, so Raiden then explains to them what the Mortal Kombat tournament is, and um, I'm as, as kind of a novice. I'm going to try and explain it. And if you guys, if I miss something, um, yeah. you can you can fill it. So uh, th- there's an uh, an evil emperor, mm-hmm. and his name is uh, what's what's his name? Uh, uh, Shao Kahn. Shao Kahn, and and he invades different dimensions, right? And right now they hang out in a place called Outworld, and Outworld wants to invade the Earth, our Earth, but they arbitrarily, for some reason, decided that in order to invade Earth, they have to win ten Mortal Kombat tournaments in a row, and they've won nine. So if they lose this one, they're going to invade Earth. But I'm kind of like, who? Why did they establish this arbitrary rule that it was ten? And if he's such an evil emperor, why would he just be like, yeah, I'm just gonna invade? Like, I don't like. I I have a lot of questions about it. But let's just say that that's the rule that you got to win ten to to invade Earth. But is does that pretty much the gist of it? I'm gonna let Matt take this one. Go ahead. Yeah, no, that pretty much covers it. I think the rules of the tournament was basically to prevent the gods from interfering. That okay. basically, if if Shao Kahn had tried to invade before, then the gods would intervene. So like I, Raiden I, could have been like, have right. right. Yeah. Right. Like, so from, from my understanding, each realm is what they're called, has their own god-like defender. So the Earth realm is defended by Raiden. Um Outworld is kind of the home world of is has become the home world of Shao Kahn. Uh, it was the world that he took over prior to this that was in control of Princess Katana's family. So he right. just, you know, essentially turned into an apocalypse world and moved on from there. So every 50 years, essentially, they hold a tournament. So every generation they hold a tournament. And the rule was 
like to keep Shao Kahn from just invading places, they all agreed, like, all right, well, you got to win 10 of these tournaments in a row and then go ahead. We're not going to stop you. Just take the world. You did the work. You put in the effort. All right. Congratulations. This is, is now now a good time as I need to ask my second question. <clears throat> yes. The tournament, right? All these people from Earth, but they a lot of it just seems like they're fighting other people from Earth. Like, I get Gorus in it and Sub-Zero and Scorpion, but it doesn't seem like there's, like, oh, I don't know. I don't feel like there's a lot of other people. from. I guess Katana fights in it, but, like, I don't know. It's just weird. There seems like there's so many people from Earth, and we see, like, five people from Outworld, and when we see them fight, they lose. So I'm just I'm confused about who's participating in the tournament, I guess. That's fair. But, I mean, yeah. there's, there's not really an answer for it, I know. So I think it, at least in terms of the movie, there like there were all those guys from Outland, like the the like hooded guys, the Jack like I think, the Jack monks or whatever they yeah. were. Yeah, <laughs> so I think those were like filler, the kind okay. of filler contestants to go and, against. And, the, I, and I mean, and I get it. Like they 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 just really show us like the highlight fights. Uh, but like he does fight that guy that the stick guy in the first fight, and I'm like that guy didn't seem like he was from Outworld, but I don't know, I don't know who comes from Outworld. He uh, well, he was he he was from Outworld. Okay, that All was right. sort of his thing. They uh, he's I mean, I like, guess he's some kind of like Jaguar man or something. I guess you, I guess you said it's true. It's got to be. I do like the idea that in my research they, there were some things that referenced the novelization of this movie, and I'm like, oh man, I gotta I gotta get this novelization. I feel like you need to read that and report back. <laughs> I love novelizations. I want Mortal Kombat, the movie, the novel. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, they reference it a couple of times in the, the trivia stuff. So anyways, okay, so they arrive on the island. Uh, there's a running gag, and we mentioned it already once, about like all, all the luggage that Johnny Cage has. And they had to walk up so many steps, which is kind of funny. But then he is seemingly just wearing the same outfit for the rest of the movie. Yeah. So does does it really pay off? Um, I mean, he was missing like all his luggage. So I'm assuming it was just gone by the time he got up those stairs. He just Yeah. Get, get, get. <laughs> he, he um, gave up. So then we're introduced to, uh, I like our introduction to Princess Katana. She's just like chilling under an umbrella. Yeah. <laughs> in like the main courtyard of the temple just sitting there um and gosh how bad is the cgi of the reptile in this? Um, i'd forgotten how bad that was until yeah. we watched it. i'm like oh that did I that mean, did not hold up i yeah, granted it, it is 95 cheap cgi is not very good no so. i mean I, I agree i mean listen you can explain it every what it still looks yeah. like it's still shit bad. oh it's still bad yeah no i agree but uh, you know, i don't think they did themselves uh, trying to make him in, invisible for most of the movie, I don't think they did themselves any favors there. You know, trying to do the translucent thing so you could like see him, but not. I felt that was a little awkward. I mean, yeah. they needed it for the plot. This whole, char they, this whole character is character's confusing because he's like a reptile, and then they're like, "Oh, keep an eye on Princess Katana," and then like, yeah, he becomes. We'll talk about it later when he gets eaten by a statue and becomes a real man and fights. But I read that that was like a like an like a reshoot because they were like they did test screenings and they were like, hey, we want more fighting. The audience, the audience likes it, but they want more fighting. So they made that scene where the statue comes to life and fights him as a reptile. And they extended the Scorpion Johnny Cage fight because originally it was just going to end in that forest like when he kicks him. But they went back and reshot that whole thing where uh, he they teleport and fight in that other other area because they wanted to get some more fights into it. Um, okay, 
So, uh, okay, they, they're, <laughs> they're introduced, they have like a big welcome feast, and I like the idea that they went through all the time to set up all these tables, and then they're like, all right, well, we're going to show you what the tournament is. So they bring out all these guys, the jacked, like, hooded guys, and they just start flipping all the tables over. <laughs> they're like, well, why didn't you set it up for this? Um, so they those, do it. Those, the, all those hooded, like, soldier guys were originally supposed to be, do you know who Baraka is, Joe? He's a guy in the second game that has like the weird sword arms. Oh yeah, he's in the sequel and he looks terrible. Yeah. They were they're all they were all originally going to be him. Oh dang. Right. And they're like, eh, maybe not. I, I think that probably would have worked better. It probably would have been a huge budget to oh, make yeah. them all that. But I think that would have been easier to tell because, you know, like Joe said, like they're you can't tell the the humans from the humans, basically. Right. Um Okay, so then we get like a demonstration. Uh, Sub Zero fights one of the the hooded Jack dudes and uh, freezes him, and, and he breaks. Uh, and Shao Shao uh, Shao Shao Sun I'm sorry says flawless victory. But I like I feel like that the Jack hooded guy gave Sub Zero way too much time to charge up his shot. He was like doing all his like. He's like posing He's like charging up his like free shot the whole time, and then he like runs and jumps at him and gets frozen and breaks into a million pieces. Yeah. Um, okay, <laughs> so they uh, Sonia's got still got her mat on for Kano. She wants to find Kano, so she's wandering around. And I like how they come across like Kano. <laughs> He's just like eating an entire turkey, talking to Goro. It was possibly my favorite scene in the movie. Where like, especially now that I know that Goro was like a uh, animatronic, animatronic. And, and he just keeps like, you could tell that now. I'm thinking like, oh, one of the things this animatronic could do is like raise all four of its hands because I feel like it's constantly gesturing. Uh, and, and Kano's just eating a turkey, <laughs> which I really loved. Um, uh, but then like. They get like they, they make noise and they find out they're there uh, and they're trying to escape and we get the Mortal Kombat song again uh, and, and they fight a bunch of the jacked hooded um, guys yeah monks servants whatever uh, and they beat up a bunch of them but then a bunch more show up but then Raiden shows up and, and saves them and then he like Raiden I feel like his job in this movie because this doesn't really fight anybody he just delivers a lot of exposition. <laughs> So he yes. like he shows up again to deliver some more exposition, and now we're like we're probably over halfway through this movie, and the tournament is finally starting. Uh, uh, Liu Kang wins his first fight, uh, um, the, the fight with the stick guy, uh, and uh, Shang Tsung steals the guy's soul. And then he like, some some of it works, some of it doesn't. The cramming in of the video game stuff because he steals that guy's soul, and he goes fatality. Yeah, it, it was a little heavy handed. Yeah. They use flawless victory way too often in situations where I'm like, that wasn't a flawless victory. It's true. It's really true. And then, so then we get the Sonya's fight and she's fighting Kano. And like I feel like the rules of this tournament are very confusing to me because like Kano is apparently allowed to use a knife. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's like, why wouldn't you go like, hey, you know what? My signature weapon is this shotgun, so I'm going to use that. Right, you know, like it's so weird. When we get to the next section, I have something to add to that. So, so he's allowed to use the knife, but he ends up getting beat. Uh, she snaps his neck with her uh, thighs, I guess. Um, Give me a break. Okay. <laughs> it didn't look like she was squeezing that hard, like enough to stab his neck, but um, and then okay. 
so so Kano's dead. So then we go to Johnny Cage fighting Scorpion. Which, which, by the way, I was irritated by that. Kano's one of my favorite characters in this movie. <laughs> I was like, oh man, they killed him. It's like, oh. I did you read the thing that said that like in the original game he was supposed to be like Asian? Yeah. But then based on the performance of this guy, they were like, oh, he's so cool. Let's make him Australian. But it turns out the guy wasn't doing Australian. He was doing like a Cockney accent. <laughs> so they were just yeah. He, he's not so Australian. Funny. He was. He's not Australian. He's English. And, um, but because like for the, for, for the marketing of this movie, they made him out to be Australian. So he just presented himself as an Australian for the rest of his career because it landed him more jobs than being, uh, English. That's fantastic. (laughs) So, and I don't know, maybe this is, maybe this was the same thought you had Matrix, but it's like, it's confusing to me because the first two fights are like, Shang Tsung sitting there, there's people standing around, it's like in a ring, fine. But then Scorpion and Johnny Cage fight, and they're like in the middle of nowhere with nobody around. It's yeah. Like, it's like, what's going on? It was weird to see the progression of like the first fight with Liu Kang. They're like, you know, sticks in the ground, both of them, and they walk around, and Shang Tsung Sung's is like, okay, now you can fight, and then they go. Then in the Kano and Sonya fight, they just start fighting. And then it like same thing with Scorpion and, and and Johnny Cage. We're like, it seems like I don't know that Johnny Cage was even expecting Scorpion to be there. I'm like, was that a surprise ambush? Yeah, I don't know. Hey, That's it's a good question. Like the rules changed. <laughs> it's very confusing. And also, like, I guess I always thought that he had like a like a spear spear on a rope that he was throwing. I didn't realize it was like a demon that came out of his hand. Is that? I don't know what it was in the original game. I think it eventually became the, a demon. I swear it was just a spear to start. That could just be limitations of the hardware. Could be. That's it's true. also a That's 16-bit true. Genesis we're looking at. You know. Or so the arcade they, machine, yeah. They fight, and uh, you also get the um, get over here, like the, the classic thing, which which I thought was cool, but then like, as the fight progresses, he like yells like, Get down here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah they kind of killed that. <laughs> he starts yelling, like, a bunch, giving a bunch of different directions. Um, but, yeah, so then, like, I was like, how did Scorpion teleport them? Because that seemed kind of weird. But now I know that they were just like, ah, whatever. We got to get them to a secondary location. Um, so they fight in, like, I don't know, a boneyard with, like, a shipwreck in it. <laughs> I don't know exactly what it is. Yeah, it's a weird um, place. Although it, it mirrored one of the levels in the game, right? If I remember correctly, there was a level in the game that was kind of of that sort of style. But I did like, like, and you reference in your opening, like, that's when he, like, pulls off his mask and it's like a skull and he starts shooting fire. I did like that Johnny Cage, like, cuts off half of his skull with that uh, shield that he has. So Yeah, and I have a problem with that. <laughs> I do. I have a problem with that. So Okay. And it's the same problem I had with Sub-Zero later on. So Scorpion, right, he's a guy, shoots fire. Just control a fire, and then seemingly gets killed by lava. Right? Well, I, well, I think he gets killed by lava and the fact that he gets half his skull cut off. No, I get that part, but really, he he bursts into flames. Like you'd figure he'd be immune to that at least. Listen, man, I don't know. You know, like if my, you, if you froze him, then maybe I could see. My my beef was Scorpion's my favorite character. So, but you know, back to the Kano fight for for you, LPJ. I understand. I get it. I get it. Get down here. <laughs> I was still there. Uh, 
<laughs> so then then Liu Kang fights Katana in a in a really weak fight. And I like that she's knows that he's gonna fight zero sub zero next. And like I don't understand why she just doesn't be like, hey, water. Like why does she have to why she have to be like the element that creates life or whatever she says and it's like just say water like it doesn't matter like why do you have to put it in a riddle right. it's very clear i'm helping you but i'm helping you in a riddle so no one will know or something yeah because their fight is back to like the thing where uh uh shang shang sung's just like sitting on a throne watching him fight it's very confusing because then we get the Liu kang fighting sub-zero and again it's in a in a room where seemingly nobody else is <laughs> But I like that Raiden's the one that like leaves the mop buckets there, or whatever. So okay. So wait. So, they... so that are 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 Raiden and Katana working together, and their plan was: you pretend you're mopping, and just leave the bucket there, and I'll yeah. let him know that you're gonna leave something there to look out for water. You know, the element that brings life. <laughs> well, anyways, so then like um. So they're fighting, and then, like, Sub-Zero, unlike last time, he's really, like, I would describe it as, like, he's, like, getting a spirit bomb going or something this time. Yeah. Or, like, like a big Kamehameha going with his, like, ice powers. Like, he's really taking his time. Like, I don't know why he just doesn't shoot some ice at him. But then, like, Johnny, uh, Johnny Cage, Liu Kang takes the bucket because he remembers that the water is what brings life. And he throws the bucket into the big, like, bubble of ice, and it creates a, uh, 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 like, an icicle. And it stabs Sub-Zero and it kills him. Um, but isn't Sub-Zero, in, isn't Sub-Zero in the sequel, maybe? I don't know. Anyways, let's not get into that. It's his brother. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Which, is, which, is, which is canonical with the game as well. Okay. So then uh, Shang Tsung is like, hey, Goro, time for Prince Goro, time for you to get your animatronic ass in the fights. Uh, so he just starts kicking a bunch of dudes' asses. Uh, uh, and then he kills Johnny Cage's friend, I guess. I don't know, or maybe they're just acquaintances. <laughs> I think they just met on the boat. No, well, I think they met in person because Johnny Cage is like, hey, I saw you fight, man, in London or something. But ev- everyone seems really upset with it. It's like, I feel like there was like a whole backstory of that. Here's my thing, too. And I understand it's an hour and 40 minute movie, but I feel like our main characters become very close friends very fast in yeah. this movie. Yeah. Where it's like they're like willing to die for each other after like two days. And like Sonia's so upset when Prince Goru. Goro kills this dude or beats this dude, and then Shang Tsung steals his soul. Um, yeah, I don't know that. Like, they don't ever have any kind of interaction on screen. Who's that? No, it didn't really seem oh. like it. The no. between Sonya and Art. Yeah, you, you yeah. see that guy? He just talks to Johnny like once, maybe twice. And, and I guess they see. And they said that like there was even I, I don't know if it's like. I don't know if it was in the script that didn't film it, filmed it, didn't use it, or it was in the novelization, but there was another scene where they like bury art in some like fighters like graveyard on the island or something. So um Oh, you know it's in the novelization. <laughs> um so then uh so then Raiden gives them all a pep talk. Uh and Johnny Cage is like, I want to fight Goru. Uh I'm gonna fight him. And Shang Tsung's like, all right, you can fight him, but if you win, I get to pick the next fighter and I get to pick where I fight him. And Johnny Cage is like, yeah, that sounds fine. Let's do that. So then he like he formulates a plan. He's like, I know how to beat Prince Goru. And he does the splits and punches him in the dick. <laughs> in his big animatronic Which, balls. 
<laughs> His signature move. <laughs> yep. Which is like, it's really great because I kind of was like, oh, is that just how he beats him? He just like punches him in the dick. But then like, no, then he like chases him because and then he like, because I guess they can fight wherever they want. And he just like knocks him off the cliff. <laughs> Because he was so mad about getting punched in the dick that he couldn't think straight. So, um, I, you know what I heard? There was an animatronic. <laughs> yes, they actually made one just so you can just so it could be realistic for the actors on set. You know, to make sure he really hits it right. Yeah, um, it was like one of those things in the arcade where they test how you can punch. You know, yep. you hit it and like. Um, okay. So then of course, of course, Shang Tsung's like, all right, well, you know what? I am going to exercise my, my right to fight who I want. And it's going to be Sonya Blade and I'm going to take her to Outworld. So see you suckers. Um, but then like, I like that the loophole is, it's like, well, that's all well and good, but she has to accept the fight for it to count. So she could just be like, yeah, I don't want to fight you, which is what she does. Right. <laughs> So Liu Kang and Johnny Cage follow them to Outworld. Uh, Raiden's like, I can't go to Outworld because I suck. So he just stays behind. (laughs) (laughs) Also actual dialogue there too. (laughs) And they're, they're walking through uh, Outworld and that's when they, we see the terrible CGI reptile and, in a very confusing thing, he throws him into a statue that eats him. And then he becomes a real man the reptile ninja and then they have like a really prolonged fight scene which is kind of cool yeah. but also in my mind i'm like so johnny cage you were just like yeah, he's probably got it i'm just gonna stand out here i'm yeah. not gonna go in i'm not gonna go in there and help him <laughs> um but he ends up beating him and then he hits him so hard he falls down he becomes a statue again and then like a bunch of like bugs and maggots fall out of him and then he becomes a reptile again and he kills the reptile did i Describe that accurately. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> yeah, it, he was like a a man with a reptile in him, with the reptile made of bugs was basically what I saw. Yeah, it, it was really weird. Uh, I don't understand it. We didn't get to see the. Uh, I don't know that I care. We got to see the bicycle kick in we that did. fight. Yes. Like, that was cool. I did like that fight. I mean, I, I do think that most of the fight scenes in this are, well, I guess when you have like a human versus human and not a human versus an animatronic are pretty cool, right. pretty good fights, um, especially that one. Um, okay. So yeah. So Johnny Cage doesn't help him because I guess he's a dick. So anyways, then Katana shows up and she's like, hey, I'm going to take you to the tower. And they they go to the tower and they they seemingly sneak in pretty easily and they rescue Sona, who's so, so Sonya. Sonya Blade, who's now wearing like a weird leather dress and like got a <laughs> got her got her so got a blow got a blowout in her hair or something, <laughs> which was a missed opportunity to give her her like iconic Mortal Kombat outfit. I'm like, if you're gonna do a costume change, why not do that one? Yeah, and I and I Put and I like green spandex, and yeah. I like this bit because, like like they said, Sonya's like, well, I'm not gonna fight you. So then they show up and. and Shang Tsung's like, Johnny Cage, I'll fight you. And Johnny Cage is like, no, I will fight you. And then Luke Cage's like, I challenge you to Mortal Kombat. And he's like, ah, all right, okay, we'll go fight for Mortal Kombat. And I feel like that one thing was really shoe- shoehorned over. Katana's like, you will face three challenges in the tower. Oh, and they were yeah. like, and they were like, uh, face. Face yourself, fear. face your enemy, face your fear. Face- I think yeah, it was-, it was something like that. Yeah, I can't remember because the the first one, uh, I, first one is like, 
so <sighs> Jesus, um, it was like Shang- fix your enemy, and it was all those guys show up. Yes, because Shang 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 Sung's thing is that he steals souls of all these people he's beaten. So he's like, you know what? I'm going to use this to my advantage and call like I don't know six of them from out of the ground to fight Liu Kang. So he beats them. Yeah, you're right. It's face your enemy, and then it's like face, face yourself. yourself. And I can't remember how he what the face yourself thing is. I don't know. He, he I, I think he basically like kind of owned up to oh he hit the, the prophecy uh, like it, he wasn't stuff. responsible he yeah and then he wasn't responsible for his brother's death like he made his own yeah and, yeah and he, owned, he owned up to it real quick like within the fifth and like seventh <laughs> step he took up the stairs yeah yeah and, th- and that it's like face your worst fear so shang shang sung turns himself into his brother and he's like hey it's me like and it's like well obviously it's not it's you not so so he doesn't fall for it um and then like i like the and they keep the showing you like all the spikes coming up from the ground while this is going on um so then i love that so, the spikes look like they're just ripping through tinfoil <laughs> like, so it's like a jiffy pop container so then they finally have a have a big fight um and, and he ends up beating uh shang song knocking him falls off the balcony onto the spikes and i think he says flawless victory after that which it clearly wasn't right <laughs> uh and then i mean basically we've got to the end they go back to earth and everyone's excited and they're celebrating and raiden's like hey what up it's good to see you guys i knew you'd win and then like but then like it gets all dark and stormy and the emperor uh shows up not the emperor from star wars the emperor from Mortal Kombat. Right. and he's he's like oh i will kill you all or something and he looks giant and they all get in, like fighting poses and they're like ah we're gonna fight you and then the Mortal Kombat music plays and then we're made it to the end of the movie did I describe that well enough? That was it. Yeah. You nailed it. You nailed it. And the second movie picks up right there. It's true. And with, I read with it. With vastly different actors. Yeah. Uh, and I did read that originally it just ended with them like celebrating and whatnot. And they decided to add in that little like teaser or whatever, I guess. Right. Um, yeah, but that's it. That's the end of Mortal Kombat, the movie. Um, what do you got? You got any uh, role reversals, LBJ? I really do. All right. a lot for this. Um, so originally, Cameron Diaz was Sonya Blade, but then she broke her wrist and had to step out. So that's when uh, Brigitte Wilson came in. But Brigitte Wilson had already agreed to film Billy Madison. So they like had to, on her last day, fly her to the set of this, and then she had to learn everything kind of on the fly. Um, but other other actors considered were Christina Applegate, uh, Sharon Stone and Dina Meyer. <laughs> I find the Sharon Stone. There's a lot here that I I'm calling bullshit on. Like it did not happen. Um. So for Raiden, their first choice was Sean Connery. I love that. And the story <laughs> is the story is he wanted to play golf and not do this movie. <laughs> so that's what he did. Uh. Yeah. And then the other consideration was Danny Glover. Yeah, I don't know about that one, guys. Yeah. Uh, For for Johnny Cage, it was offered to Jean-Claude Van Damme, but he turned it down so he could go do Street Fighter. Uh, (laughs) And then two other names. Right. And then two other names associated with Johnny Cage were Tom Cruise and Johnny Depp. Come on. Again. Tom Cruise. I call bull on that. Right. You know, I could kind of see it, though. I mean, I don't know if they were ever close. Oh, yeah. But oh, I, I, could see, I, could I could see them see. playing him. But I, like, I, I, I think he's a yeah. good fit. 
Yeah. Well, uh, the, uh, that's probably your well, budget right there. Oh yeah. Well, well, in the in the um, in the sequel to the 2021 one that they're they're we're filming and now has been paused because of the writers and the actor strike. Um, what's his face is playing uh, Johnny Cage, uh, the king of all the nerd franchises. Why well, can't you think of what his name is? Um, Billy Butcher and uh, oh yeah yeah it's uh 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 oh shit what is his name? Uh, <laughs> and he was in Thor Ragnarok yeah, and the Lord of the Rings yeah. movies. Why can't you think of what that guy's name is? This oh is man, kill me. Tush, Tush would be so mad at us. I'm mad you... at me right now. Um. <laughs> Carl Urban? Carl, Carl Urban. Urban. Carl oh. Urban. Thank you. Carl yes, Urban. Carl yeah, Urban. So. Which I don't know that that makes as much sense. No, I, I, I'm very confused by that, but whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, um, so Jax was originally going to be played by Michael Jai White, but uh, the part got shrunk, so he dropped out. I um, love Michael Jai White. Mariska Hargitay auditioned for Katana. Okay, that's weird. Uh-huh. Uh, Liu Kang... Uh, was Jason Scott Lee. Okay. Uh, and the only other name that I recognized on there was Ernie Reyes Jr. Oh, from uh, Surf Ninjas. Yep. Uh, and then Shang Tsung uh, was Al Long. Do you know who he is? No. He, you do. Uh, he's been in a million things. He is in Die Hard. Remember the bad guy in Die Hard who steals the candy out of the out of the glass case? He's in also the original? In, yeah. He's also oh. in the original Batman. He's in Oh, is, is he the one that he fights like at the top of the tower mm-hmm. in, in Batman? The guy that like the does all like the ninja moves and stuff, and he's like No. Or he has a, oh. he, he's in that scene, but he's not the guy with the with the with the knives. Okay. He's in that scene though. Okay. Well, yeah. I, I just I don't remember who he is, but let's not get you stuck on it. You saw him. Anyway, but that's it. That's all I have. Oh, okay. Um, I like, did you see that they said that uh, apparently Steven Spielberg was such a fan of like the game series that like he originally was going to do a cameo as like the director of Johnny Cage's movie. Yeah. Uh, but it didn't work out as far as like the timings, but they tried to make the director kind of look like Steven Spielberg ish. Yeah. So, which I think they did. Yeah. I thought that that was yeah. wild. Uh, and uh, LPJ, did you see that your boy uh, Frank Welker has some uncredited uh, voices, uh, voice work in this movie? Yeah, I could hear uh, his uncredited voice work because he sounds like Doctor Claw. He does the voice of the creature reptile and of Emperor Shao Kahn. And yep. He says the voice Welker gave Shao Kahn it's almost identical to Welker's Doctor Claw and in Inspector Gadget. So, yep. pretty fascinating <laughs> stuff. There were there were a lot of like. Really, I feel like a lot of like war and really specific stuff. So, um, but I think we covered most of the stuff that I thought was interesting. Uh, unless there's anything else that you, uh, should we know. just, yeah, I don't have anything that I want to bring up. All right. Should we just get into the rating then? Yeah, we do that. All right. All right. Patrick, you are the guest, so you get to choose if you want to go first. You want to have one of us go first? How you want to do it? You know, what? I'll I'll go last. I kind of want, I kind of want to hear the arguments because I'm between two scores. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I'll go first. How's that? Okay, yeah, I was gonna say, why don't you go first? I'll go first. <clears throat> um, I enjoy this movie. Um, I never have a bad time watching it. It's stupid. Uh, there's a lot of dumb things in it that don't make sense. Um, but not necessarily in a bad way. It's just like you know, it's a cheap cheaply made uh 
middle 90s uh, uh, a video game adaptation. I mean, there's not a lot to expect from it. Um, but I, I don't know. I like the performances in it. I don't think they're terrible. Um, granted, I didn't play a lot of Mortal Kombat, so I'm not going to speak to the authenticity of the portrayal on screen versus the lore in the in the game. I don't know how accurate that is. Um, but I like this movie. I think people should watch it and uh, watch it with a grain of salt, but watch it and, and understand that, you know, it's going to be fun, but it it is going to be a little dumb. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to give it three machine guns. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I, kind of, uh, almost agree. I, or pretty much agree with everything you said. Cause this, I mean, don't, don't make no bones about it. This movie is dumb, right? It's it's dumb. And, but like, it's, we we watch plenty of dumb movies in this but like this movie is like the right kind of dumb because yeah. it's like it's fun dumb and it's like you can easily sit down and watch it and the, the most of the fights are really cool and um yeah like it takes and kind of like we talked about before it takes you know the plot of a, a game that's essentially just two people fighting you know <laughs> a fighting game and turns it makes it into like okay i could see how this is a fight you know like i think it does a good job translating it to the movie and it is fun and the dumb stuff is like again it's fun it's not like grown I mean, some of it is grown worthy but i don't know it's just it's, it's fun to watch and it's short so it doesn't take a long time and yeah, I, I guess I'm. I guess I, I would be. I like. I'm glad I don't have a spreadsheet to be like. Because I'm going to give it three machine guns too. But I would hate to see some of the movies that I gave less than three machine guns too. But I guess it's good to have a short memory. So, three machine guns for Mortal Kombat for me as well. Okay, I I agree. Basically, you guys said exactly how I feel about this movie. I think right kind of dumb was the the perfect phrase for this movie. It is. It's cheesy in all the right ways. I remember watching like the first 15 minutes or so recently and I was like, oh, is this movie bad? I was a little worried, but I ended up watching all the way through. I think for a video game adaptation, this is probably one of the first movies that showed you could do that because Super Mario Brothers was not a good example. I'm trying to think what Street Fighter before this. Yeah, not a good example. Well, and and again. And, and again, I think that I, I, I and I think that just goes back to the fact that like those movies are too high concept, and they try and like make you know like this movie's just like it's a tournament. The movie's a tournament, you know. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. And I think I, I was I was leaning between two scores. I think I'm going to go with four machine guns because oh. I did I did not expect to watch this movie all the way through, and I did, and I enjoyed it. Okay, that's nice. fair. I, I, I want to add this point also. The fact that this is Paul W.S. Anderson's first like big movie and the fact that he had never even filmed fight scenes before or any kind of action scenes, I think he does a really good job. Like, I'm sure he had lots of help, but at the same time, I don't know. I there's I think he I think he was the exact right person for this movie. No, I, I yeah, agree. Or there I were think. the right mix of people in there. Yeah. Making yeah. it happen. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Yeah. Maybe the right mix. Yeah. But, but still, I, I think like, yeah. And, and I get why a movie like um the Resident Evil movies kind of work. Because I think it's it's a lot of him. Yeah. Yep. I agree. Uh anything else we wanna throw in there, Ad? No, I, I mean I just want to say that uh Annihilation, the sequel is <laughs> bad it's so bad 
but again, I think we should cover it at some point just because it's like it's like it, if this one is like fun, fun, bad, that one's just like bad, bad, bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's really There's bad. There's so much. There's like they got the robots, they got Cyrex and smoke in there. They got Jax with his big, dumb metal arms. And then he's like, oh, you know what? I guess I don't need these. And he smashes them off. And it's a whole thing. And it's funny, too, because, like, we did an episode on the 2021 movie. Yeah. And it was, dur- it was during, like, lockdown and COVID and stuff. Because I-, I remember it was on HBO Max or Max. It was, like, straight to Max. And I remember I, remember I watched it. And then we were going to do it for the podcast, so I watched it again. Can't remember a damn thing about it. Like, yeah, <laughs> like I can't either. I don't remember anything about it, to be honest with you, which is crazy. Um, so I remember I think we kind of liked it, but. Oh, yeah. No, I remember liking it a lot. But, like, I mean, it, it got into my head. I probably watched this one before that one again. I mean, that one had the benefit of being R. Yeah. So, it can, you know, it could be more violent. But, like, it also, I feel like, takes itself way more serious than this yes. one does which i think works a little bit too you know it's a little bit of a disadvantage but um i don't know maybe i'll go back and li- I, i'm not gonna go back and listen to the episode <laughs> <laughs> uh, i like the honesty yeah i'm not gonna go back and listen to it All i don't right. i don't i don't re-listen to them anymore i don't think anybody does um <laughs> uh Patrick, anything you want to plug uh, yes, so I am on YouTube, which is an internet thing these days. Uh, Matrick on stage, M-A-T-R-I-K. Uh, mostly do Let's Plays. Uh, recently, I've been doing some ROM hacks and, and randomizers. I played something called The Legend of Super Mario, which was basically The Legend of Zelda, but you were Mario with a hammer that zapped things, and it was like this whole adventure. It was really cool. Um, I'm also... Uh, coming up is going to be the Final Fantasy 1, I'm calling it Pub Crawl Randomizer. <laughs> so it's randomized. All the items are in different places, but all the resurrection houses have been replaced by pubs. So when a character <laughs> dies, instead of resing, I go to the pub and I have to get a new character, like recruit someone new. Wow, that's <laughs> cool. So that is, that is going to be miserable. <laughs> Look forward to it. <laughs> wow. And, and for the record, I enjoy his Let's Plays quite a bit. Uh, there's just something soothing about your voice that uh, that I enjoy w- watching your Let's Plays. I appreciate that. Thank you. No problem. Uh, Joe, anything you want to plug? Well, um, I mean, as always, I want to plug Tubi. Um, this movie wasn't on Tubi. Uh, and, and I want to plug Pluto TV. And this this wasn't on Pluto TV. <laughs> Although I was, I, I um, this is neither here nor there, but I watched, uh, the movie Bats uh, last Friday um, with Lou Diamond Phillips. Uh, Bats wasn't on uh, Tubi or uh, uh, Pluto TV either. But uh, afterwards, I was like, oh, I should watch uh, Anaconda or Lake Placid because I've never seen those. Uh, and Lake Placid was on Pluto TV, but I didn't watch it. So, um, But I also, uh, the other thing I want to plug is as we record this episode, it's uh, Friday the 13th. Uh, so I just want to give a plug to Jason Voorhees. Um, you know, he's been kind of laying low. He hasn't done anything super recently, but, you know, I hope he gets back out there. Uh, always a big fan of his work. So, um, you know, hopefully there's something cooking for him, some project down the road that he's going to be in. So, yeah, but that's a good plug. Yeah. RIP R- R- 11 times, uh, Jason Voorhees. 11 times? More than that, probably. <laughs> no, maybe. But oddly enough, remember how we have co- we covered Jason versus Freddy on this podcast? Go back, go back and listen to it. It's an oldie but a goodie. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, we should do we should do Jason X. Oh God, we should do Jason X. That's that is a solid that is, that has a fair amount of action in it. And I mean, I think next the next you know we're still gonna have at least I think one more episode come out in October. Anyways, we'll, we'll figure we'll that out. Yeah, stay tuned. But anyways, stay anyways, tuned. keep keep doing you, Jason Voorhees. You know, this is your day, man. Your day. Uh, what about you, LPJ? Uh, I'm gonna plug the Discord as I always do. Uh, go just search Last Action Podcast. Go to our page. It's on the Gamezilla Media page. Join our Discord. Chat with us. We see people pop in and out all the time. New people, old people. Uh, we love to just chat and 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 talk to people. Um, and inevitably, random stuff comes up, and it starts a whole new branching branch of uh, conversation. So, uh, it's not just movies. Um, we talk about whatever kind of whatever the topic of the day is. Um, That's true. That's but yeah, true. check just- us out on on, on Discord. I just posted in there uh, yesterday about how uh, apparently Disney Plus is developing a straight to Disney Plus uh, Rocketeer sequel, and I could not be happier. I could yep. not be happier. I'm super so, happy too. Starting. I guess, I guess, that's so random and awesome. Isn't it David Oyelowo? I don't know. I didn't. I didn't get. I didn't read the details. I just saw the headline. But I, I mean, he, you've heard it here first. We got to keep the podcast going until that movie comes out, so we can cover it. Or we could stop doing the podcast and bring it back to life just to cover that one. That might be the better idea. <laughs> comeback special yeah a little comeback special just for that one though yeah just then, for that then one. we're gonna go back away yeah that's right. uh uh but yeah anyways you're right jo- join the join the discord it's you know it's a good time yeah uh matrick thanks for being here we appreciate it yeah thanks thanks for having me always fun to have you this is what your third appearance i think third time which is weird for someone who does not watch movies yeah and i i know i think it's i think it's weird too because i think it's the first episode that i've actually been on with you so because yeah, because we did the crossover episode yeah. with, uh, with, uh, with Craig, with Craig, with for 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 um um noobs Willow. and dragons, Willow, right? With Willow, yep. Yeah. Which which thank God I didn't have to be in that episode because I understand that there's some like nostalgia with Willow. I watched it like maybe a year or two ago. I, it's bad, right? Like, I mean, Val Kilmer's good in it, but other than that, no, no bueno for me. Fine. I, all right, how many machine guns you give it? I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) If I gave that one three, and it might be the better movie, maybe. You know. Um, But yeah. Anyway, so yeah, no, it was great. This this is this episode was a lot of fun, and this was one of those movies that like I I surprised it took us so long to get to, especially because we had whole months of video game movies. But you know, whatever. You guys get the bad ones done first. Yeah, it's true. I mean, yeah. if this podcast approved anything, it's more fun to talk about bad movies than good ones. So I don't know. This was pretty fun. Yeah, but this it, objectively, this is a bad movie. Right, I mean, enough. we enjoy it. It's <laughs> fun, but it is a bad movie. Fair enough. All right, let's wrap this thing up. This episode of the Last Action Podcast has been terminated. But that's your mind. <laughs> <laughs>